Scripture reading this morning comes from Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 through 15. Listen for the word of God. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because God has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against the living God, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for God has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine, flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. May God bless the reading of his word. So those of you who have been following our series know that we went from the burning bush where God called Moses last week, or actually probably didn't call Moses last week, we recounted the story last week, to this week where they're settling in the wilderness, and you might think, didn't we skip some rather important points? Um, we did, but I'm getting back on schedule because today is World Communion Sunday, so I, I apologize. So what you missed, Moses goes into Egypt, let my people go. Pharaoh says, say what? Not happening. Ten plagues, including the death of the firstborn. Pharaoh lets the Hebrew people go. Pharaoh changes his mind, has them basically sandwiched between the Red Sea and the army. Moses lifts up his staff, walks into the water, the waters part, they go through, Egyptians follow, Moses drops the staff, Egyptians get killed in the flood of the waters coming, 
can see. Happy stories, but central to the faith. Okay, so that's what you missed. Very anticlimactic, but that's it. Now they're in the wilderness. How many of you have ever gone camping? Come on, raise your hands. When you go camping, what do you do? How long does it take you to prepare to go camping? Three weeks. What do you do? You get a map of where you're going, right? Know where you're going. What are you going to eat? Does that ever factor into your calculations? Big time? Don't you just say, the Lord will provide. We don't need to take anything with us to eat. God will give us food for the journey, right? Don't you do that? No, it takes more time planning your food. How much is it going to weigh? You know, is there going to be water? Does it need to be purified? All that good stuff. So Moses and Aaron lead the Hebrew people out into the wilderness. They've been there about two months, and their food is running down. And they're going... We don't know where we're going, and it doesn't seem like you do either, and we don't have anything to eat. Oh, if we had only died in Egypt at the hand of the Lord. Oh, could have died in Egypt. What a great thing that would have been. This is the beginning of a series of complaining, and it gets old after a while, but... The people have a point, right? You know, there's the adage, an army travels on its stomach, right? You have to eat. And for those of you who like miracles, the manna came down from heaven, great, you love it, it's the power of God. For those of you who don't like miracles, there is actually scientific explanations of, of bugs and tree sap with, with um, very hard carbohydrates and when the dew lifts it you know there are actual explanations it's all god i mean augustine in the fourth century um got rather annoyed with his congregation he said you know you folks are so enthralled with the lord turning water into wine and yet you are not enthralled equally by the miracle that happens all the time when you ferment grapes it's still wine folks you know, it just happens more slowly. So whether you want it to be an instantaneous miracle, there's also, that's a migratory pattern for quail. When they land going north, they're tired, they're easy to pick up. I don't really care. First time I ever preached this sermon, it was very bizarre because um, the, the former George Bush w with Dan Quayle were running, and I had to say, and God gave them quail, and I said, I'm not talking about Dan here because it was during that time, and so I don't have to do that with you. I don't know why I just did, but the mind works in strange ways. So either the miracles are, are natural things that God makes happen that can feed people, or not. But the point is, is that give us, when Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread, remember that? We just prayed it a few moments ago in the Lord's Prayer. How many of you, when you pray that, actually believe it? I'm not putting my hand up. I don't pray that prayer. I do, I pray it. But do I mean it? Last night, we had Oktoberfest. 
there was enough food left over to feed us for the next three weeks. If there hadn't been that much leftover food, we'd have thought, the Kentfields are trying to starve us to death. I went to a conference. This was really pretty funny. Uh, when I was in seminary, this was a very big conference in Boston, and it was for world hunger. And the people that sponsored the concert decided the concert, the, the, the big program, the events, decided this was for world hunger. And they had a big, important speaker and a nice event and a nice place. It was in Boston, so I didn't have to pay for any of that kind of stuff. But they served red beans and rice. Guess what the evaluations were like for that event? How dare you serve us red beans and rice? We came and we paid a lot of money for this event. This is an event for world hunger. This is an event for people who have nothing to eat. And people thought, I expected filet mignon, I ex you know what I paid. You know, at least give me a piece of chicken with some kind of mystery sauce on it. And, you know, some, you know, that's what you expect when you go to an event. And I said, no, this is for world hunger. This is what people eat when they get their daily bread. Praying for, and Mary LaRusso made this point. We don't pray, give me this day my daily bread, do we? Maybe we do. But the prayer actually is, give us this day our daily bread. It is very, very, very hard to live day by day, trusting that God will provide. Matter of fact, every financial planner in this nation will tell you, don't live that way. Your parents will tell, all the parents will tell their children, don't live this way. If you're prudent, do you live this way? No. Half of America is about two check, paychecks away from living on the street. I mean, it's a bad time. And we tell our children, be prudent. And, and Jesus did say, be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And quite frankly, he says, be wise as serpents first, which I take as instructive. But there comes a time when despite all of our best plans, we find ourselves in the wilderness, don't we? We are in the wilderness, and then it's, what are we going to eat? And, and actually, the what are we going to, what is it is actually a fair translation of what they think they probably said, but it also could probably mean, you got to be kidding me, right? I mean, this flaky substance that quickly turns and goes bad. Supposedly on the Sabbath, the day before the Sabbath, there's twice as much so that they didn't have to work on the Sabbath. So that's, if you read that, I don't want to leave that piece out because you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. But it's our daily bread. And if you've ever been in the presence of somebody who lives that way, it is a holy experience. Somebody for who each day they realize that they pray 
honestly to God, God, today, give me what I need for today. Let today's trouble be sufficient for today. Because if you're like me, they are. You know, today's troubles are about as much as I can handle. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Give us this day our daily bread. Today is World Communion Sunday. I imagine every high church in the world thinks that this is a funny thing. Because if you're Roman Catholic or Episcopalian or Disciples of Christ, you're doing communion every week. Some churches do communion once a quarter. And the reason for that is it's so meaningful to us that we only do it four times a year. Like if bathing is so meaningful to you, you only do it four times a year. It's like, excuse me? But today is a day that all around the world, Christians are saying, give us this day, this day, this day, our daily bread. And that in this church is very important. Many of you were raised in churches where you were not supposed to take communion if you did not profess certain things. Anybody had that experience? When I was an undergrad, right across the street, they had a very conservative Lutheran church where you had to sign a pledge card of five things. You had to check off that you believed before you could take communion. And one of them was the, the virginity of Mary. And I was sitting there in the pews thinking, thinking about Jesus having the Last Supper with his disciples, and just before he breaks the bread, he stops and says, now before I give you this bread, about my mother. <laughs> and it doesn't work for me. Because that's not the one who breaks the bread for me. And then the United Church of Christ, it's not give me my daily bread, but it's give us this day our daily bread. So that not only myself will receive the blessing, but everyone as well. So as we prepare and, and to, to take this holy feast on a day, this sacrament, we have two sacraments left in the church if you're a Protestant. One is communion, the other is baptism. This is one of our two sacraments, and everywhere in the world today, Christians are saying God is giving us this day our daily bread, and it is sufficient. And when you are on your knees praying and don't know what to do, you have to give it over to God. Because as an HR director, you don't have the power. You don't have the bank account. You don't have the wherewithal to make sure that 10 people don't lose their daily bread. And so you give it over in prayer. And then when that email received, and you took a risk in sending that on. Because your boss could have been some kind of unhappy that he had to make a very hard decision, and now it got all the more personal. But you took the risk, because it's not just your daily bread, it's 
our daily bread. I'm sorry I'm singling you out, but bless you for that. And when we live that way, in a state of prayer, when it becomes time, and you know when it drives you to your knees, you have to give it up. Because when you look around at the need, there, there, not a one of us here can solve every problem. We can't do it. But there are things that we can do to make a difference. Give us this day our daily bread. And that makes all the difference. Amen.